check this out. Supreme make a nigga big cat. Rockin' with little John, Eastside boys. China White, Sean Dog. Hey, tell them niggas what's up, though. If you scared, get the fuck out the club, nigga. Uncensored, right? And we are back with another one, y'all. This is <laughs> the top 25 rappers of 2022. But first off, like my boys say, we're gonna get to my man's Killian Hands. We're gonna stop calling this nigga Killian Hayes and we're gonna start calling him Killian Hands. All right. So check this out. Last night, it was a mini brawl at Little Caesars Arena between the uh, Magic and the Pistons. And, you know, Killian Hayes was bringing the ball up the court. And then Mo Watner um, did a push on Killian Hayes that he clearly did not like. And so what transpired afterwards was... You know, you know, he kind of knocked him into the bench. Wagner got confronted by multiple Pistons as Killian Hayes, you know, was being held back, but he shook off the coach that was holding him back and then swung a left, a right hook and a left hook that landed in the left hook landed on um, Wagner's head and knocked him unconscious. And the rest of the Pistons tried to jump in and jump him, but, you know, they did a pretty good job of holding <laughs> the rest of the team back because it could have really got bad for the white boy. Now, how do I feel about this? I mean, shit, man. I mean, back of the head is kind of like, um, kind of a dirty punch, but at the same time, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Nigga try to do you dirty, you do dirty back. You know, it's the bad boys, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Killian Hayes, you know, made me proud last night. You know, he was playing well, too. So, you know, 
gotta give credit where credit is due. But, you know, and the Pistons got the dub, by the way, on the Magic. So, that shows right there. We're not too bad, but we're pretty bad, though. <laughs> but shout out to Killian Hayes. I ain't think he had any dog or fight in him. I ain't gonna lie to you. But, I was proven wrong. But that was a very exciting exchange. The most that I've seen... Sad news out of Phoenix. Um, Devin Booker is slated to be out four weeks with a groin strain. That's a big hit to Phoenix. You know, that's their 26, 27 point per game guy sitting down. Although Phoenix is still a solid roster and could possibly, you know, get wins off of uh, weaker teams. I still think that this is a major loss and it could affect them later on down the line. But good news for the Nets. Jacques Vaughn, ever since he took over for the Brooklyn Nets, is 20 and 6. And I had told you guys that Steve Trash was the problem a hundred times on every show. And I'm gonna keep saying it. I mean, the record is proof enough. And then Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving buying into what um Vaughn is preaching is also working. I mean, Jock is a hell of a coach. Is Well, the question is, is Jock Vaughn a hell of a coach or was Steve Trash really that bad? I guess we'll have to find out when shit gets thick and see if he can adjust in the playoffs. And we'll have to also see how successful the Nets are going to be when it's pressure because... The Nets on paper shouldn't be beaten by many people. They should at least get to the conference finals. I expect nothing less from them. If they finish below the conference finals, it's a failure, ladies and gentlemen. LeBron James is shooting 29.4% from three this season ranking 148th out of 149 qualifying players. I mean, my thoughts on this is he's never been a great three-point shooter his entire career. He's never been like the Kevin Durant's, the Jason Tatum's, the Luka Doncic's even of shooters. LeBron is a guy that has to get into a rhythm to be to be consistent, you know, we all know LeBron's bread and butter is is fifteen feet and less. We all know this, so that's not shocking. You know, there's a report 
that says that LeBron is hinting at leaving the Lakers. And I have some comments from him, some quotes from him that um that I took. And let's see what I think. And when you comment on this shit on TikTok, on YouTube, on Spotify, there is a question field where you can comment and ask questions. I don't want, he says, I don't want to finish my career playing at this level. I still want to compete for championships. I have multiple thoughts, he said, of the state of the Lakers 37 games into the 20th season of his NBA career. I think about the day day to day of how we get better throughout the course of the season, but how we get better from game to game, he said. I think about how much longer I'm going to play the game. I think about that, and I don't want to finish my career playing at this level from a team aspect. I'll still be able to compete for championships because I know what I can still bring to any ball club with the right pieces. Woo, that's some subliminal dissing for your ass. That was some Jay-Z level shit. He clearly doesn't want to be in L.A. or play for the Lakers. Not anymore. I mean, I've been hinting that he should go to Phoenix for the longest. And he could be that player that completes the Suns as a championship contender. But however, they're still not going to win the championship even with LeBron and Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Despite having the pieces because the Suns are still like not necessarily a threat. Because a lot of teams do not respect them. LeBron, uh, uh, the, the article that I read this from said, LeBron even used the prospect of retirement as a failed threat. I don't have a number, LeBron said, when he, when he was asked about how much longer he'll play. I know as long as my mind stays in it, I can play in this level for, for a minute. Now, that's up to my mind. My body is going to be okay because if my mind is into it, I will make sure that my body is taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. I don't know if this quote is a thinly veiled retirement. LeBron is going to have to have a, like a major, major injury that he cannot come back from to retire, in my opinion. Because he's in great shape. And we all know that he's one of the best physical players in basketball as we speak. Last, before we get into my top 10 favorite songs of 2022 and the top 25 rappers of 2022, Serge Ibaka checks Kendrick Perkins. Perk on Perky's Part 105. Let's see why Serge Ibaka and Kendrick Perkins are beefing. This is according to Vibe.com. Serge Ibaka is the latest athlete to take offense to Kendrick Perkins' rhetoric specifically due to Perkins' suggestion suggesting he lied about his age during their time playing for the OKC Thunder. Uh, Perk discussed Oklahoma City Thunder's 2012 trip to the NBA Finals despite being a young team. Perk says 
that Serge Ibaka is 21, although he was probably 30 at the time, because we already know how certain individuals lie about their age, but we're not about to get into that. Ibaka responded, hey, Kendrick Perkins, I count my blessings every day, and I usually don't react to comments about me, but it's disappointing to hear someone I shared a locker room with. Spreading misinformation to be relevant and to get views on TV and social media. Get on! He continued, you can talk about my game if I don't play well. I will never have a problem with that. But to talk extra for no reason is really not acceptable. It is disrespectful to me and it is disrespectful to many Africans who have to live with that unfounded accusation. If I was 30 in OKC, I guess I'm 45 now. The truth is, I never lied about my age, and I work extremely hard every day without cheating, and I've never been suspended. Everyone in the league knows that. You cheated and didn't respect the game. God damn. Cook this nigga. Perkins followed with a trio of tweets, telling Ibaka, bro, it was a damn joke. Stop being so sensitive. 13 minutes later, he seemingly had a change of heart when he said, hey, Serge Ibaka, my bad, homie, if I offended you, it was a joke, my bad, if it made you feel some, some type of way, my apologies, brother. 20 minutes later, he backpedaled and alluded to some deep, deeper, darker behavior the Milwaukee Bucks wore himself. Did you say spreading lies, Serge Ibaka? Please don't get me started, homie. Please don't. I'm not about to talk about those OKC days and what you were doing in the locker room. I will not. But you definitely need to stop because you know I know. Carry on. Man, listen. It is 2022. And Perk is still on Perkies. But he done upgraded to a fucking Perk 30. <laughs> Oh, Perk is still on Perkies. Now let's move on, man. Let's get to it. Let's let's get excited up in this bitch. All right. My top 10 favorite songs of 2022. And this is very personal. It's not business. This is the this is an all bias list, baby. This is bias is a motherfucker. So let's get into the top 10. Number 10. Kendrick Lamar. The Heart Part 5. The question is, why is it ranked so low? Well, I'm not as biased for Kendrick Lamar as many think I am. But um, The Heart Part 5 is just one of those songs you listen to when you're trying to get serious about your life. And then just, just everything about the song, it's like a song with meaning that digs deep into your soul. And as you think about how your life is and what we've lost and how we can return to close to what we lost. I mean, and of course, the iconic video where Kendrick puts on many faces. And I just love the sample of uh, Marvin Gaye, I Want You. Excellent, excellent choice. Number nine. West Side Gun featuring Busta Rhymes, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, and Stove God Cooks, Science Class. You just should have been there when I heard that song for the first time. You all should have been there for it. Because, you know, when I got the copy of the album, it just said Busta Rhymes on it. 
And Wes was talking about, oh, oh, Ghostface is on the album, Raekwon's on the album, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, I ain't see him on the track list that I got, bro. So, you know, science class starts off, you know, Buster's rapping. Then Ghostface killer raps. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, Swiss Beats does, does the beat as a light little sample, similar to Dr. Carter. Um, Then Ray pops on, then Stove God, who was like one of my favorite rappers right now. I've been feeding it for a Stove God. Griselda release. Wes, what are you doing? Put that man out. But Science Class is just really great execution and 100% hip-hop. Number eight. Lotto Sleep Sleep. Oh, man. Woo. Woo. Lotto had me licking my lips like LL Cool J. Had me rubbing my dick and everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Lotto's already bad than a motherfucker. And then just her taking Twister, get it wet, and putting a 2022 appeal on it just made this shit Definitely a favorite of mine. And I love Twist and Get It Wet. That's like one of the best rap sexual songs ever done. And for Lotto to channel that and execute, that's what makes this song whole. I just love the whole concept from the rhymes, the bars, to the hook. Very sexy, baby. Number seven. Mooney Long, No Signal. Man, listen. I love the concept of the record. I mean, I know y'all heard this already on the top 100 songs, but I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Um, no Signal is just a very creative song, like where she is comparing a relationship to a phone signal. No. And I just love the creativity, the lyrics, and then just how it sounds, you know? It's catchy. And Mooney Long definitely put out one of the better albums out this year. Number six, Ari Lennox Pressure. Man. When I heard that song for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a hit. Then you had Jermaine Dupri and Elite producing. I mean, this is a pretty dope song. I definitely um, enjoyed this record. And it's got that that little bounce, that Jermaine Dupri bounce with the hi-hats. Vintage, I tell you. Vintage. Number five. Push a T. Let the smokers shine the coops. Bruh. It's definitely one of them. This is black superhero music. You know, yeah. Coming soon, right? It ain't gonna be so it's gonna be sooner than later for sure, but I got the 25 black superhero anthems of 2022. When I talk about black superheroes, I'm not talking about Marvel or comic books, nigga. I'm talking about music that sounds like black superhero music, man. It's just an anthem. It's just an anthem that got that bounce and it just makes you feel like, you know, you remember, and I'm going to get you sucker, 
where where Slade said that um you know this you know every superhero must have his theme music. Well, Pusha T like the smokers shine the coops fits the whole entire description. I mean, the beat that Pharrell produced is fire, and then it's just like you just feel like you can do anything with that song. Number four, Kehlani, I I Wish I Never. Wish I Never is just incredible. This is like, it's giving the 90s feels. You know, I love everything about the 90s. Obviously, I grew up in that era. I was born in 1989. So anything that samples like children's story, children's story was sampled a lot in hip hop. And then for Kehlani to put her own twist on that, very catchy, dope-ass song, dope-ass beat. It has everything you need. Number three, Freddie Gibbs featuring Moneybag Yell Too Much. I feel like this song should have been a way bigger hit. This is a number one song. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, Freddie Gibbs already killed it, but Moneybag Yell adding to it. The beat is perfect. The song is perfect. It's very catchy, and that's a song that I could not stop listen, listening to the first time I heard it. Number two, Kehlani and Justin Bieber, Up at Night. Now, if you've listened to my show before, I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan. I just can't stand the likes of Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and Justin Bieber. I hate all three of them. But on this song, the white boy gets a pass. As this is yet another sample that could have been released in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? It samples um, EPMD. So what you saying? And the like every, I love every part of this song. From Kaylani's first verse, Bieber's verse, and her, and her last verse. And it's just a song about thinking about somebody. 24 hours to the point where you can't sleep. Number one, I mean, I say this on every show. This is my favorite song released this year, and nothing really changed. Number one, Benny the Butcher featuring J. Cole, Johnny Peace, Caddy. This was pretty much the first rap song that was released in 2022. And my thoughts and opinions have not changed on this record. These are, at that time, I viewed these two artists as the two best rappers in the game. And they're on the opening track of Tana Talk 4. Just an incredible record. Hands the fuck down. Now let's get to the main event. Let's get to the top 25 rappers of 2022. It's going to be a lot of shit. Okay, let's get it. Number 25. This is the top 25 rappers of 2022. Disclaimer, Drake is not on the list, so don't fucking ask me why he's not. I told y'all on the last show, you need to listen to the episode Luka Doncic to find out why I do not rank Drake on rap list. Number 25, this rapper um, basically... 
came out of nowhere. She had what I call the biggest club record and probably the big one of the biggest records of 2022. Straight out of fucking Memphis. Glorilla at number 25. Now, I mean, Big Glow had an EP that was pretty solid. Um, she was everywhere. And just her as a person and a personality, like, made her kind of polarizing in a way. I mean, yes, she has a signature flow, although it's a little repetitive and could get annoying at times. Um, she definitely delivered the goods in 2022. I mean, she definitely, she won a couple of awards, got a Grammy nomination. EP was pretty solid. Can't complain about that. Number 24. This person had a lot of success in 2022. Like, he, I believe he also has a Grammy nomination as well. Number 24, Kodak Black. Kodak Black, as far as I'm concerned improved on all bases here you know back for everything wasn't the best album but you know you can tolerate it i mean he sold a lot of records i think he's knocking on the door of platinum at this point he's gold right now um he had the one of the biggest hits of 2022 in super gremlin and he destroyed all of his features from the joint on Gunna's album to the joint on futures album to the joint on armani caesar's album which is my favorite um, yeah, it's crazy that Diana didn't make my top 10 list. That is definitely one of my favorite records, but it wasn't top 10, though. Definitely in the top 15. But yeah, Kodak Black personality and, of course, the dancing of No Flocking. Get him, Black. Get him, Black. Yeah, shout out to Kodak. Number 23. I feel like this artist was not acknowledged enough in 2022. And... I have to be the person to put him back on your radar. Number 23, Corday. Now, outside of releasing um, his second album, I believe it is. Man. From a rhyming standpoint, Corday definitely tore it up this year. Now, he didn't get on many features. And I definitely feel like, as far as I'm concerned, from a bird's eye view, is the most one of the most underrated albums released in 2022. Like this dude had a great combination of bangers, especially the record with Lil Wayne. Sinister, out of there. Like Mama's Hood, C. Carter. Chronicles with her and Lil Dirk, Parables with Eminem, Gifted with Roddy Rich. I mean, I feel like from a bird's eye view, was a very complete album. The reason why he's only ranked 23rd is because he didn't do anything else this year. Number 22. Straight out of fucking Kentucky, ESTG. Now, ESTG was a part of the uh, CMG album. Um, you know what I'm saying? Gangsta Art. And ESTG released, I believe that's his second album, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. You know, because I don't want y'all motherfuckers on my shit talking about, oh man, that's not his blah, 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 blah. So I Never Felt None was his debut studio album. Wow. Didn't know that. 
the more you know. Do do do. Okay, I learned something tonight. But ESTG had a great year. Like this dude dropped two bangers with Jeezy. Two bangers with Jeezy. He dropped the realist, and then he dropped ah, it's another record on Snowfall. I forgot the name of it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's the name of that other song. Scarface, that's the name of it, Scarface. Yeah, and then his big hit with Future, Shoot It Myself. This nigga talked about robbing Jesus of his sandals, yo. He, be, he better watch out for the band upstairs and whatnot. But um, ESTG had a, a solid year. Number 21, with whom I feel had an underrated rookie run. Number 21, Rome Streets. Rome Streets had been tearing up the freestyles, and he had signed a contract with Griselda late last year and was working on his debut Griselda album. And now pretty much this is pretty much his debut album, if you ask me. Rome Streets at number 21. I mean, Kiss the Ring. This album is a classic album. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Like, this is real hip-hop personified. It gives late 90s, mid-2000s vibes. And Kiss the Ring, the features, and then, not to mention, he was bodying all the Griselda features this year on the albums, man. Very solid rookie campaign from Rome Streets. Number 20, Megan the Light. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Number 20, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Um, she released her second studio album this year called Traumazine. And let me tell you something. This is a pretty solid album from her. You know, despite drama and court drama and a legal battle going on, Megan Thee Stallion decided to channel this shit into her music. And, you know, her hit with Future Pressure Licious was dope. Um, her album was pretty dope. I mean, Sweetest Pie was a big hit record. Dope as fuck. Her joint with Lotto was all right. Her joint with uh, Lucky Day was dope as fuck. Um, all in all, I think that Megan Thee Stallion had a pretty solid year. Number 19, Money Bag Yo. Now, Money Bag Yo had a light year. I mean, he had a, a hit record and see what I'm saying. He had the DMX joint. Um, he had um, a lot, a slew of dope-ass features as well. Alongside his boss, Yo Gotti. You know, the Freddie Gibbs feature. I mean, Moneybag Yo didn't release an album in 2022. But that didn't hold back the opportunities that he eventually took. Number 18. This guy came out with his second album. 
Number 18, Jack Harlow. Now, Jack Harlow caught a lot of slack. A lot of slack from his second album. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the second album. It's just better. It just wasn't better than his first album. That's the only difference. But it was still a good body of work. It was still pretty solid. Even though Drake mocked him on Churchill Downs, I mean, the rest of the album was pretty slick. He didn't do too many features either. You know, he just did his album and promoted it, basically. I mean, like a blade of grass. Ah, damn. I, that was hard leaving out of my uh, top 10 favorite songs of 2022 as well. Like a blade of grass. Fire, fire. Then, of course, first class, he dropped the biggest song of 2022, in my opinion. Number 17. This guy released two projects, an EP and a mixtape. Number 17, Dave East. Dave East is very consistent, and I feel like he's one of the most, most underrated rappers in the game. Now, I don't understand why um, he hasn't crossed over yet. I think he should have been crossed over, in my opinion. He can do any record. Like, he could do a hip-hop record. He could do a commercial record. I mean, this kid could rap his fucking ass off, sign to Nas and stuff like that. You would think that he would have blown up. But um, how did I get here? The EP was amazing. And then the mixtape that he released with DJ Drama was incredible. As he sampled some of the biggest hits in rap history. And East had a solid 2022 campaign. Number 16. We're going through this list pretty fast, guys. Um, This guy dropped a double album this year. And both albums were great. And he pretty much separated the albums with side A, side B. Just like a cassette tape. Or just like a double disc album. But... Number 16, Yo Gotti. I mean, Yo Gotti had a solid year. He released his group album, Gangsta Art. Gangsta Art, although it was kind of disappointing, it still had some bangers on there. It still had some dope records on there. And then, you know, Gotti, as a CEO, you know, signing Glorilla, you know what I'm saying, having one of the best rosters in the game he was definitely worthy of being on this 2022 list some would say that Gotti's a little bit too old but Gotti is relevant enough to be on this list number 15 she's sexy she's dope she's bold definitely one of the best rappers in the game number 15 lotto big lotto um, Lotto, as far as I'm concerned, had a big year. She didn't sell as much as she should have, in my opinion. I feel like 777 should have went platinum this year. Not going to hold you. Not going to hold you. Not going to hold you. But Lotto had many features. Big energy for the whole entire 2022. Ran the radio and the charts. And then the remix with Khaled and Mariah Carey was fire. 
Then not to mention, of course, the aforementioned 777 had the best production. I gave Lotto the best produced album for that with production from Mike Dean and Pharrell Williams. I mean, Lotto had a lot of features, a lot of hits. And not to mention some of the sexiest posts of 2022. God damn. <laughs> Sorry to sound so thirsty, but God damn it, I want to drink of that water, water, all right? Number 14. Yet another female. And unfortunately, the last female on the list. Sorry, guys. Cardi did not make it, unfortunately. Number 14, Armani Caesar. Armani Caesar dropped one of the more underrated albums of 2022 in the Liz 2. The Liz 2 was amazing. Let me tell you something, man. That Liz 2, the whole album. You can listen to that whole album. It ain't got many skips, if any. If it does, it's a half a skip. But the list too, like Diana, like Hundred Dollar Hiccup. Oh my God! Like Mel Gibson, like this. This shit was insane. Like the list too, like the campaign and the uh, promotion of it. Incredible, man! Incredible year for Miss Armani from Buffalo. Griselda by Fashion Rebels. Speaking of Griselda, number 13, West Side Gun. Now, West Side Gun started off the year pretty much executive producing many of the release projects, such as Tana Talk 4, Rome Streets, Kiss the Ring, and Armani Caesar, The List 2. West Side Gun had 2022 lit with the last, allegedly, the last installment of Hitler Wears Hermes. Hitler Wears Hermes 10. And this project was insane. This was a great display of hip-hop, man. Like, Mac don't stop. Um, Man. Science class. Oh, man. And then, of course, his right-hand brother in crime, Stove God Cooks, on damn near every fucking song. I mean, West Side Gun had a hell of a year. Seriously. Like this dude, I mean, yeah, he has a very unique flow. A lot of people, West Side Gun, I could say, is a, an acquired taste. Not everybody's going to like how he raps, but he be spitting. 
not to mention super kick parties, peppers with Blackstar, BDP with Roman Stove. Switches on everything with running the jewels, man. Number 10 was incredible. Let's move on to number 12. Number 12. 21. Can you do something? <laughs> Drake got a little sassy on Rich Flex, huh? <laughs> all right, all jokes aside, let me stop fucking around. Um, 21 Savage was doing a few, he did a few features this year. He didn't release an album, but he released a group album with Drake. And right at the end of the year was when, you know, he just got into this list. He just got in. So 21 Savage definitely had a dope-ass year feature-wise. And then on her loss with Drake, had some cult moments as well, you know, the Glenwood record, the Broke Boys record. Like, he complimented Drake very well on many songs. Number 11, this man, if he could have not went to jail, I think he would have been top 10. But unfortunately, a Rico case slowed this man down. Number 11, Gunna. Now, although Gunna, nigga all in court pointing out, <laughs> he still was pushing P this year. He still was pushing P. That's just flat out. Like the album um, DS Forever in my opinion, I was kind of disappointed in the album. But however, it was one of the higher selling albums of 2022. It just was. And, you know, he had a bunch of hit records. He had some dope features, you know, for Nut with Future, you know what I'm saying? And you know, him and Young Thug was sliding on a lot of these records. Number 10. Now, this was another person. I think he won Most Improved Rapper last year. I believe. I may be wrong, but I doubt it. Number 10, Little Dirk. Little Dirk had a pretty good year. Like, after that Drake stimulus package, it was up from there. And 7220 was another one of those high-selling projects. It went platinum. I mean, what happened to Virgil was a big hit. Broadway Girls was a big hit. Aha was a big hit. Like, Dirk has some joints on that album. Don't get it twisted or fucked up. I don't think too highly of his skill set. But as an MC, it's the same thing with Gucci. Like, Lil Durk isn't skilled, but he knows how to make a song. He knows how to make it catchy. And he says a lot of funny shit, even though he says a lot of the same shit all the time. But he's definitely a top rapper, for sure. Definitely worthy of number 10. Number 9. From last show to this show, I kind of had a change of heart on the position that I should put this person. Pause. Hello, pause. Because it's a male. If I was talking about a girl, there would be no pause. Y'all get the gist. Number nine. Jig. Now, yes, I had a change of heart. 
Last minute, I decided to put Jid in the top ten due to the fact that he had a top one of the top five albums of 2022, in my opinion, the Forever Story. It's an album that's worthy of checking out. I tell you guys, time and time again, I had to fuck around and tell you, oh, the Atlanta product from Dreamville had a big year. Like, he stole the show on V-Day, the drama mixtape. And the Forever Story, he went insane and godly all over that motherfucker. Definitely a top 10 rapper. Number eight. He released his second album and barely survived the sophomore slump. Now, of course, he sold a lot of records. But he didn't sell like I felt like he was supposed to. Number eight, Lil Baby. Lil Baby is still one of the hottest rappers in the game. But he definitely survived the uh, sophomore slump. Um... It's Only Me wasn't a bad album. I love the record with Future. For sure. Wasn't a big fan of Kang. Not a big fan of that record. But Lil Baby met the criteria and didn't necessarily disappoint with his second album. Number seven. This guy had an MVP campaign like most other and He's been dominating since what year was that? Was it 2010? Number seven, Future. Now, Future dropped his critically acclaimed album, I Never Liked You. I don't view I Never Liked You as a classic album, but it was very entertaining, very fun to listen to. And he had some very big hits. Like, Wait For You was huge. Even though I feel like Wait For You is the most overrated song of 2022. Alongside Break My Soul. Like, they're like 1A, 1B to me. But Future went off in 2022 with features. And, you know, I love gold. You know I love gold stacks. I love... I mean, I'm that nigga grew on me. I love the deluxe edition, the joint with Babyface Ray, the joint with Baby and 42 Dub. Future put together a great year. Number six. Now we're into the top six, y'all. Uh-oh. Number six. This man put out. I can't say it's a classic, but I can't say it's a very, very great album. Number six, Pusha T. Pusha T, could this be the last album ever released on good music? It's possible because um, <clears throat> it's almost dry. Is it everybody's year-end rap list? He made number one in a, in a, in a lot of rap lists. Um, lyrically, we already know he's bringing it. Performance, he's always bringing it. And then they drop an album produced by Pharrell and Kanye West. I mean, let, I already talked about Let the Smokers Shine the Coops, right? I've already talked about that.
But just so you remember, Brambleton, open air. Rock and roll. Diet Coke, which I said was one of the 10 best songs released of 2022. Number five, we're into the top five, y'all. This is where the game gets heated. Number five, the butcher coming, nigga. Benny the Butcher. Like, this dude put out his group, Black Soprano Family, a great second project. Because the original one was an EP, I believe. It was like nine songs on it. Um, Tana Talk 4 was definitely one of the better releases. I mean, obviously, I already told you what I think of Johnny P's Caddy with J. Cole. And then Thawie's Revenge. Definitely give that 550 vibes Guerrero where he named every track list in a rhyme. Very creative. Then the Ten Crack Commandments, the, the continuance of the Ten Crack Commandments. Ten more commandments with, with Diddy. Dope. Then not to mention, long live DJ Shay. Benny the Butcher put on great performances on that group effort. I'm ready for another Griselda album. Number four. I can't rock with Fetty Gibbs. Niggas telling fibs. Freddie Gibbs, let me tell you something. I mean, he was quiet to start off the year, but he had a couple of singles, a couple of solid singles that he dropped. You know, I think he dropped Black Illuminati at the end of last year. He dropped a record. He dropped a record with Ross called Ice Cream. That was fire. Once uh, Too Much dropped, it was over. I was like, drop Soul Soul separately. We've been waiting on Soul Soul separately for two years. And Soul Soul separately was worth the wait. As I put it in my top five of the year, I put it, I think, at number two as far as um, rap albums. It's in the top two. At two, he sold sold separately. There's no skips on soul sold separately. Every track was great. Number three, the hardest working man in the rap game, Conway the Machine. I mean, Conway the Machine had an incredible 2022, releasing four projects. He started off with the release of. Um, I'm trying to see which one was first. Jesus. I don't think I'm going to be correctly in order, but fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a try. So, he released the mixtape, Greetings Earthlings. I think he might have started off the year. Let me check, man. Let me double check because I want to be accurate for you guys. I don't want to be a faker. All right. So I was I was right. I had it right. I had it in the right order. 
So then, the first release of the year was a mixtape called Greedy's Earthlings where Conway attacked every beat with a vengeance. Every, every popular beat had a couple of new songs on that joint. Then a week later, he released what is really called his um, second studio album and his only album on Shady Records called God Don't Make Mistakes. And God Don't Make Mistakes was incredible. Definitely a classic album for sure. Me, Chanel Pearls, John Wooflick, you know what I'm saying? Stressed, you know what I'm saying? The joint with Tip was fire. The joint with uh, Beans and the joint with Meth. I think it was a joint with Meth. I might be getting it confused. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he had a joint with men on there. I mean, Machine, and then after this album, he dropped in another EP with Big Ghost, the producer, former rap critic. Um, what has been blessed? Man, what's the title again? What has been blessed has not been cursed or something like that. Fuck. My memory is fucked up tonight. I apologize for that. It came out in the summertime. What has been blessed cannot be cursed. I think I had it right. Yeah, it has some joints on that motherfucker. Then he dropped Organized Grind 2 with producer Trillmatic. And you gotta give credit where credit is due to a guy that drops four projects that are above average and one classic. I mean, Greetings Earthlings, I don't know if it's a classic mixtape. I need some time for that to marinate before I can just give it that title. Number two, although he did not drop an album in 2022, he still was pretty important with many great elite features and he dropped all his artists this year. Number two, J. Cole. Now, I believe that J. Cole might be the best CEO in the game. Even better than Yo Gotti because all his artists came out this year. I mean, from a technical standpoint, starting late 2021, you know, Kaz dropped an EP. Then Boss dropped an EP this year. Oh, Lennox dropped. Earth Gang dropped. J. Cole dropped the group dream bill. I mean, Cole was a busy man in 2022, bodying every single feature known to man. Number one, you already know Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers himself, Kendrick Lamar. Now, Kendrick Lamar made a comeback. I mean, it wouldn't have been fair to uh, put him in the comeback of the year conversation. I mean, my thoughts on this, I mean, Kendrick Lamar had a loaded year. I mean, he gave people the warning in 2021. And so when he announced Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, once it dropped, he had hit after hit after hit. You know, Die Hard's one of the biggest hits of 2022, although I feel like the song is overrated. But N95 was dope. Big single. 
Silent Hill with Kodak Black. Big scene. Auntie Diaries, one of the better songs of 2022. Um, Mother I Sober. Savior with Baby King. Like, the interlude with Baby King. The interlude with Kodak. Like I said, I feel like, and then Count Me Out. The only song that I, the only two songs I didn't like on there was United in Grief and um, Crown. Those are the only two songs that I didn't like. Then, of course, my my joint. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. You know what I'm saying? We Cry Together, crazy. Then the joint was Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Purple Hearts. Like, this whole entire project, with the exception of two tracks, was amazing. Definitely a lower tier classic. Now that's my show. Thank you for, for tuning in to King Known Uncensored, the top 25 rappers of 2022. And I'm gone.